what kind of programs does this school have? How are the test scores? How many kids do a classroom? Homes.com knows these are all things you ask when you're home shopping as a parent. That's why each listing on Homes.com includes extensive reports on local schools, including photos, parent reviews, test scores, student-teacher ratio, school rankings, and more. The information is from multiple trusted sources and curated by Homes.com's dedicated in-house research team. It's also you can make the right decision for your family. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm. The Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbiotica is your solution to great-tasting all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or artificial nonsense. It's just pure goodness in every pouch. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. That's C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A dot Welcome to Unexplained Extra, with me, Richard McLean-Smith, where for the weeks in between episodes we look at stories and ideas that for one reason or other didn't make it into the previous show. In last week's episode, The Longest Road, we wound our way through the strange and mysterious tale of the lost Dutchman's mine. The story has grown more and more convoluted over the years and has captured many a colourful character in its web. Needless to say, it was impossible to include everything in such a short space of time, so I'd like to take this opportunity to give a shout-out to sometime opera singer and full-time Lost Dutchman enthusiast, Celeste Marie Jones. Starting in the late 1950s, Jones spent over 30 years stalking the mountains rarely seen without her trusty sawn-off rifle and pistol strapped to her waist, battling many a foe, both real and imagined, in her epic quest to find the treasure. But sadly, just like everyone else, she too was eventually forced to concede defeat. It is also worth mentioning the Peralta Stones, a set of sandstone tablets engraved with what is purported to be a map leading to the location of the infamous mine, apparently discovered sometime in the 1950s. Though most believe the stones to be fake, some maintain they are genuine artefacts dating back to 1847 that were created by a member of the famed Peralta family, upon whose apparent old abandoned mine the entire myth is founded. We should perhaps add too that this major aspect of the story is also heavily contested since there is no concrete evidence to confirm the family had ever even mined in the Superstition Mountains. Jesse Capon, who tragically died in 2009 while looking for the treasure, was not even the last person to lose their life in the process. The year after his attempt, three men from Utah, 49-year-old Curtis Merwith, 66-year-old Arden Charles, and 41-year-old Malcolm Meeks, also died after planning to spend three days in the superstitions as they hunted for the gold. 
Their remains were found six months later, after all three of them failed to return home. Though there are numerous stories of lost gold and famed treasure hunts, with perhaps the Oak Island mystery being the closest, certainly with regard to the cost of lives, none can really hold a candle to this most shaggy and enigmatic of tales. It does, however, give me an excuse to talk about one of my favourite lost treasure locations, a curious, mystical place called Rennes-le-Chateau. A narrow, dusty road leads to Rennes-le-Chateau, a quintessential southern French village, perched high on a hill, roughly 50 kilometres from the border with Spain. Surrounded by rich, verdant fields and rolling, tree-covered hills, this small commune that dates back to medieval times should, under normal circumstances, be a place of relative obscurity. But Rennes-le-Chateau is no ordinary place. For thousands of visitors each year, this quaint, humble village has become a site of intense pilgrimage, thanks to the emergence of tantalising rumours connecting it to everything from supposed secret society, the Priory of Sion, to the Ark of the Covenant, and even the Holy Grail itself. And at the centre of it all, perched high up on a cliff at the northern edge of the village, lies the strange and beguiling Church of St Mary Magdalene. At its peak, over 120,000 visitors were pouring into the village each year, despite having less than 100 full-time residents, as well as over 700 books, all dedicated to unravelling its secrets, it has also inspired one of the world's best-selling books of all time, in Dan Brown's The Da Vinci Code. Over decades, many, lured in by Dan Brown's book as much as anything else, have gone to increasingly extreme measures, tunnelling through the church walls, digging up basements and graves, and even resorting to explosives, in their frenzied attempts to find whatever treasure it is they believe to be located there. So how did this simple settlement come to inspire such hysteria? The answer lies in one name, Baranger Saunier. Baranger Saunier was a Roman Catholic priest who worked at Rennes-le-Chateau from 1885 to 1905. When he initially moved there, he lived a fairly hand-to-mouth existence on a salary of 720 francs a year, worth something in the region of 15,000 US dollars in today's money. However, with each passing year, Saunier's spending began to increase dramatically, as noted in his accounts, going far beyond the reach of his meagre salary. Reveling in this mysterious newfound wealth, the priest began to spend frivolous amounts renovating the Church of St. Mary Magdalene, which dates back to the 8th century and had been in poor condition for years. Lavish details and embellishments were added, such as ornate stained glass windows and extensions to the building's footprint, including a private residential villa just for the priest. Over the ten years of his residency, he is thought to have spent well into the tens of thousands of francs on the project, with some even claiming his expenditure ran up into the millions by today's standards. But it wasn't just luxury adornments that the priest added to this peculiar place of worship. 
At its entrance, Saunier installed the chilling figure of Asmodeus, a demon, its face contorted as if ready to inflict agony on any unsuspecting foe. This unusual choice for a church is also accompanied by the foreboding inscription Terribilis est locus iste, which translates to This place is terrible in English. These ominous garnishes have led some to believe that the many symbols and details placed in the church by Saunier might actually contain hidden codes. And naturally, as the priest continued to entertain lavishly with fine wines and finer food, but with no visible source of income, speculation about where it was all coming from exactly soon began to grow. And so it was that in 1910, the bishopric investigated and held Saunier to trial. Saunier, however, refused to attend, claiming suddenly that the money had simply been gifted to him by unknown benefactors, though he failed to produce any evidence attesting to this. The rumours continued to spread, however, and soon some began to speculate that he'd actually found a long-lost buried treasure hidden somewhere in the depths of the church. It was also claimed that Saunier and his dutiful housekeeper, Marie Denarnaud, were witnessed digging in the church's cemetery at night, leading to allegations that they were in fact grave robbing and stealing from the dead. However, if the answers were to be found, they would not come from the man himself, who took his secrets to the grave when he died in 1917. What makes a murderer's mind tick? Killer Psyche is a true crime podcast from Wandry that explores these types of questions about the crimes that killers and criminals commit. Killer Psyche covers high-profile cases that shocked the world, and host Candice DeLong uses her five decades of experience as a clinical psychiatric nurse and FBI criminal profiler to dissect the motivations and behaviours of the most terrifying felons in history. And you'll definitely want to listen to a recent episode of Killer Psyche, where Candice looks into the mysterious murder of Ted Ammon, a wealthy Wall Street financier. Ted had been going through a divorce with his wife of 13 years, Jenna Rosa, and child custody and millions in assets were at stake. Jenna Rosa and her new boyfriend, Danny Pelosi, were the prime suspects, but Jenna Rosa died of cancer before police could prove her involvement. In 2004, Danny was convicted of second-degree murder, but still maintains his innocence. How does hatred drive a person to murder the father of their children? Listen to Killer Psyche on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, or you can listen to One Week ad-free by joining Wondry Plus in the Wondry app. Few had heard of the Sonier mystery outside the region until the 1950s, when a man named Noel Corbu bought the church estate from Saunier's housekeeper, Marie Denarnaud, who'd inherited it when he died. Corbu claims that Denarnaud teased him with numerous tales about the estate and Saunier's time there, even once telling him that she alone held the key secret to the vast treasure and promised to tell him all when the time was right. But then she suffered a seizure rendering her unable to communicate before she eventually died, taking her secrets to the grave too. And so, 
Corbu started to sow his own seeds, telling stories to anyone who'd listen about the wealth of Rennes-le-Chateau, hoping to generate interest in a new restaurant that he'd opened on the estate. He claimed that in 1892, Saunier found a collection of parchments and other riches during a refurbishment of the church, which were in fact part of Blanche de Castile's treasure of the French crown. De Castile was once Queen Consort of France by marriage to Louis VIII, and his bounty was said to have been concealed at Rennes-le-Chateau when King Louis was captured during the Crusades. Corbu insisted that the parchments contained coded secrets that would cause unimaginable damage to the Catholic Church. Over the next ten years, Corbu's tales began to take root, evolving and growing with every new utterance, before eventually reaching a man named Pierre Plantard. Renowned for his claims to be a direct descendant of the ancient French Merovingian dynasty, believed by some to be the true heirs of France, Plantard founded the Priory of Sion in 1956, claiming his male-led religious order was just the latest evolution of a secret society formed on Mount Zion in Jerusalem in 1099. The organisation has claimed to have once counted Leonardo da Vinci and Isaac Newton among its members, and was also intertwined with myths relating to the Knights Templar. All the while, as the story began to gain media attention, Plantard, along with select friends, continued to interweave stories of Rennes-le-Chateau's loot with the mythology of his own Priory of Sion, hoping to further his fanciful claim that as an apparent Merovingian descendant, he was in fact heir to the French throne. Plantard even succeeded in forging the parchments that Saunier is said to have found and had them placed in the French National Library before the hoax was eventually discovered and the parchments removed when his accomplice admitted to assisting in the forgery. Despite being generally debunked in later years, the idea of the Priory of Sion and its convoluted tales of pure bloodlines continues to generate great excitement, while also inevitably fueling a string of elaborate conspiracy theories. Over time, the story of the Merovingian dynasty became confused too, even blending with the supposed lineage that goes all the way back to Jesus Christ. And soon came the idea that the Holy Grail and the Ark of the Covenant were also part of the treasure hall at Rennes-le-Chateau. As Dante once famously said, from a little spark may burst a mighty flame. If you recognise the priest's name at the heart of this story, it's likely you too are one of the millions of people who've read the Da Vinci Code. Indeed, this real-life priest inspired the fictional character Jacques Saunier, found in Dan Brown's story, a dark figure who works as the curator of the Louvre and is head of the secret Priory of Sion. Today it is almost impossible to deduce the real truth about Rennes-le-Chateau, with many claiming it to be a place of great mystical energy, regardless of what you believe. Either way, over a short period of time, this tale has transformed a sleepy village into a heartland of genealogical secrets and prophesied wealth, and with the story becoming so twisted and confused, 
It's simple. Reality will never satisfy the ardent fortune seekers and conspiracy theorists who want it to be so much more. Ultimately, what Ren Le Chateau shows us is even the world's biggest hoaxes cannot shake the thrill of the chase. This episode was written by myself and Donna Mackay-Smith. If you enjoy Unexplained and would like to help support us, you can now do so via Patreon. To receive access to ad-free episodes, just go to patreon.com forward slash unexplainedpod to sign up. Unexplained the book and audiobook, featuring 10 stories that have never before been covered on the show, is now available to buy worldwide. You can purchase through Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Waterstones, among other bookstores. All elements of Unexplained, including the show's music, are produced by me, Richard McLean-Smith. Please subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to podcasts, and feel free to get in touch with any thoughts or ideas regarding the stories you've heard on the show. Perhaps you have an explanation of your own you'd like to share. You can reach us online at unexplainedpodcast.com or Twitter at unexplainedpod and Facebook at facebook.com forward slash unexplainedpodcast. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.